Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Cowboys play here. 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Ryan Eagle. I'm Jason Menix on this Friday afternoon live out at the Rue Pub, 281 and Redland Road. You know, the Cowboys conversation never stops, and it's been an interesting week when it concerns the Cowboys and their defensive coordinator, John Mashota from The Athletic, joining us now as he always does every Friday on the Buyers Barricades guest line. John, I guess we've got to go back a couple of days to the Mike Zimmer introductory press conference. Uh, I, I thought Zimmer did extremely well in that press conference. I think some people that might not have been excited about the hire maybe come around a little bit after listening to Zim speak. Yeah, I, I would think so. My, my thing is that, like, you know what he can do. He, he obviously has an outstanding resume, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I also understand anybody that's skeptical because, you know, they had a really good defensive coordinator in Dan Quinn. And while they were great in some areas, they also were stunningly bad in others. And so some of those areas that they were bad in, obviously the run defense, that's going to be the key. How does Mike Zimmer f- fix that? Now, he didn't have any details for us as of Wednesday because he hadn't even filled out his coaching staff yet. So that'll be the next thing in, in place there. But, you know, what he does at defensive tackle and linebacker and, and how they fix that run game, that'll – That'll tell me everything I need to know. But in terms of who was available for that defensive coordinator job, I, I didn't see anybody out there that I thought would, would have been that much better than Mike Zimmer. In fact, I, don't, I didn't see anybody out there that I, I would have picked over having Mike Zimmer if you factor in all the situation that, that they have uh, going on at the star with Mike McCarthy being in his final year and then coming off the season that they just had. John, I want to ask you because I have not seen, and, and maybe you have, Zimmer's contract details. Did, did he sign a multi-year contract? And if so, is that going to be kind of awkward with the situation that Mike McCarthy's in? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I don't know what those details are, and it is a lot. It's 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 difficult to get some head coaches uh, the amount of years that they get. It's just not like it is with the players because the salary cap makes that stuff all out there for the public viewing. So we'll probably find out a little bit more. Uh, once we, you know, talk to Jerry out at the combine, but I don't know uh, how many years it is. I, I, I can't see it being a long-term deal just because of uh, where where this coaching staff is. And uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess I don't. I guess you can't say never with anything because there's a part of me would say, well, why would you put him under, let's say, like a three or four-year deal, and then you you part ways with your head coach, and then what are you going to force the next head coach to take on Mike Zimmer? Most organizations, you'd say, of course not, but I guess the Cowboys did do that with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. So I guess, hey, anything's possible here. So I don't, yes. I don't know, I don't know for certain, but I will say this: um, the Mike Zimmer thing makes sense for 
if they were to part ways with Mike McCarthy during the season because things are going poorly, you at least have somebody that's an obvious person that you would bump the head coach midseason or during the season or whatever. Whereas if you go with an inexperienced you know, defensive coordinator who was getting this job for the first time, there really isn't that person on the staff. Now you have that person unquestionably. Uh, you, you certainly do. John Mashota from The Athletic joining us here on The Blitz. And, and I, I'm with you. I mean, Jerry will force it upon you or it, it could be something. But one of the things that I, I found interesting listening to Mike Zimmer about his want to be in Dallas, his desire. Other people called. He didn't really say who. And I kind of want to know that, too, because I'm, I'm just nosy. But uh, And then you go with Rex Ryan and what he was saying Super Bowl Sunday on ESPN. Looking at this roster and what they have, this is a team that is this close to being on that Super Bowl stage. Hearing both of those guys say that about the roster, and I realize one just got the job, one was trying to get the job. How much of that do you think was lip service, and how much do you look at it and say, you know, there's a lot of truth to what these two guys are saying about the Cowboys' defense? Oh, no, there is a lot of truth to it. I, I don't think there's there's any question about that. I, I mean, I've, obviously anybody's going to be skeptical because of how long it's been since the Cowboys have had some sustained success in the playoffs, and they deserve to be questioned for all of that until they finally do. But to sit there and just all of a sudden go, oh, well, they fell short again, Maybe they don't have the talent that we thought they'd. No, they, they have talent. That's a very talented uh, uh, group on defense. They just need to add some pieces. The one major area, obviously, being linebacker. When Leighton Van Der Esch went down, they were just too thin at linebacker. They should have addressed that now. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but they, they, they should have been making moves before the trade deadline to add some help at linebacker. And, and while that you had Marquise Bell step in and play a bigger role, and that's great, you still needed to add some type of a veteran linebacker to the middle of that defense that would maybe stack up a little bit better against the run than what they had. And then obviously they needed to get more out of Mozzie Smith. And so if you can do that, you can make this defense really good really quick. And then obviously early in the draft, I imagine that they'll probably, even if it isn't the first round, second or third, add some pieces there as well. And, and, and they should be pretty active in terms of trying to add, fill those pieces, whether it be free agency or via trade. So I don't think it's lip service. I think, I think anybody looking at I don't think that there's a defensive coordinator out there that would have taken this job if it was offered to them. And that includes Mike Vrabel, um, whoever you want to mention out there. I, I think any one of them would have taken this defensive coordinator job. With Mike McCarthy's contract situation, with what's happened recently, uh, with them falling short in the playoffs, I don't think there's a single D.C. that would have turned that job down. Interesting. And, and everybody's talking about Zimmer. We've heard from Troy Aikman. We've heard from some other former Cowboys that are thrilled with the hire. The one thing that everybody says, though, John, is that Mike Zimmer is more of a hard-nosed coach. I've heard a lot of people say that Dan Quinn might have been too buddy-buddy with the players. How do you think a hard-nosed, hold-you-accountable kind of coach is going to play with guys like Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs? Um, to be honest with you, if from covering the team or if you're a Cowboys fan, honestly, I don't even think you should care. Because, and this is why I say this, it's not like they're coming off of just going to the Super Bowl where you're like, whoa, 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 let's keep this all together. You don't want to shake this thing up. we got something great here. No, you, you, you embarrassed yourself in the wild card round at home and got blown out by that Packers team and, and didn't even show a pulse. Maybe things do need to be shook up a little bit. Maybe, maybe ruffling some feathers is a good thing. So even if I, I don't think that he, every coach has to adjust because, I mean, for example, the one I always go to is, you go back, if you're watching college basketball in the 80s, you're always just like, 
there's no way what Bobby Knight did then is going to work today. So obviously you can't just be the same exact way that maybe he was earlier in his career. I'm talking about Mike Zimmer. But you still need some of that because you've got to stay true to who you were as a coach. And frankly, I think this team needs some of that. It's, they need something to spark it because there needs to be some kind of change. You cannot have that result in the playoffs and go, no, 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 we're, we're, we're on the cusp. Let's just try and run everything back exactly. I, I think it's a good thing to shake it up a little bit. John Mishota from The Athletic joining us here on the Blitz, 94-1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Yesterday we were talking with former Cowboys head coach Dave Campo, who knows Mike Zimmer obviously extremely well, talked about his uh, relationship with Dan Quinn. The one thing that he said over and over again, in fact, if it were a drinking game and we took a shot every time he said accountable or holding players accountable or accountability, if he would have used the accountable word, we would all need to Uber home. <laughs> is How big of an issue was that during Dan Quinn's time as the defensive coordinator for the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, it's hard to quantify it, but there, I mean, I would say there has to be some. I mean, for, for them to fall apart the way that they have, in the, you know, having good seasons during the regular season each of the last three years and falling apart the way they have in the postseason, there has to be some of that. And, and they even hear Micah Parsons and CeeDee Lamb talk about it on Micah's podcast last week. About, so they know it, too, talking about, you know, needing more leadership and accountability and things like that. So oh, I, I think that there's definitely something to that. So, again, that could be a really good thing because um, I just – believe me, if we were talking about the 49ers or the Chiefs right now, I would be saying, hey, you want to be careful about that because you don't want to shake up something that's, that's going really well here. Like, you got a great – nah, you're good. Shake it up. <laughs> All right, John, you, you brought up Micah Parsons. We both talked about him, and he's kind of the topic of conversation. I'm a little bit worried about Micah because on his podcast, when he finally got back on there, he seemed to throw everybody but himself under the bus for that loss in Green Bay. He had the airport incident yesterday. Uh, are you concerned about this guy, or am I just uh, making stuff up? Well, I don't think you're making stuff up. Um, you know, it is one of those things where, it might not be as big of a deal if he plays, you know, for a different team. But, yeah, man, when you're the face of the Dallas Cowboys, and at least their defense, if not the entire team, you're under the microscope all the time. And I don't know how great of a fit that's going to be for him. Uh, there could be some rude awakenings with stuff going forward if he, you know, if he continues to have, you know, issues and the team doesn't win and things like that. Um, because here's the thing, like, you have to judge him differently than other players because of, his importance to the team, one, how young he is, and then also just because of the, the, the size of the check that you're, you're about to give to this player. So um, I, don't think, I don't think that you're out of, you're out of bounds by, by bringing that up. I think all of that stuff is kind of one of those things where you're just like, yeah, you kind of, you kind of wish you didn't see some of that stuff, and you, and you wish it was more of a maybe, let's say, quiet offseason, not that he's doing anything that's getting him in any trouble, but, um, but I just don't think that's his personality. So, hey. This might be the perf perfect time in his career for Mike Zimmer to be stepping in. Yeah, get some good hard coaching. And him and and Diggs as well. I, I think about a clip, and I'm sure you've seen it. It's been floating around now for two days of Zimmer doing a podcast with Marvin Lewis and talking about technique with Diggs and how much better he could be if he played with a more disciplined technique. Knowing Zimmer made his bones as a defensive backs coach, 
do you think Diggs will be receptive to some uh, coaching up from Mike Zimmer? Because I imagine that's project number one for Mike. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he he is getting paid pretty well, um, you know, and he is one of the he is one of the faces of the defense outside of Micah. Um, I think the the key will just be to see what he can do coming back from the knee injury and then building on that. Um, but no, I I don't think anybody, including Trayvon Diggs, would have, would have said you know even when he's getting double digit interceptions in the seasons that you know he's a finished product. There's definitely you know, areas he can improve. And, and I think that a player of his talent level and ability, if, if you just use Deion Sanders as an example of this is how, these are some of the things I did with Deion, I understand that, like, you've done it this way and stuff, but if, if you just try these things, this could take your game to the next level. I, I can't believe that you wouldn't listen to that. So, that, again, I think that Zimmer coming into Trayvon Diggs' life, this could be a good time for it as well. John, educate me, if you would, a little bit. When, when can we expect some of these contracts? C.D. Lamb, uh, an extension for Dak Prescott, if that's in the offing. When will some of those things start to happen? Oh, they could, they could start happening in, in the next couple of weeks. I mean, now they won't maybe not finalize, but the talk's ongoing because that's one of the things about the Combine, which is coming up in a little over a week in Indianapolis, is, yeah, it's all about the draft and the prospects being there, but that's also the time for the Cowboys and all the other teams to meet with players, agents, and things like that. And so uh, there could be some things that get ironed out there, and it will be very, it'll be very interesting. I, I, CD is the next one in line, and the DAC contract will be fascinating because they technically don't have to do anything with it, but if they are to be going all in, like Jerry said, you would think that they would work on an extension with him because they will need the contract that, or that salary cap space for this season uh, to be more than what they have right now. And so if you sign Dak to an extension, you can push, push some of that down the road and have more space for this season. So we'll know it, pretty early on in free agency if they really are serious about being all in because I don't see how you can be all in in terms of, you know, it's pretty obvious who's been all in the last four years. It's really obvious, actually, because all four of those teams, have been the ones that have gone to the Super Bowl and out of the NFC. And it hasn't even been an argument. You knew each of the last four seasons, last, this past season was the Niners, the year before it was the Eagles, the year before that was the Rams, the year before that was the Bucks. All four got to the Super Bowl. So we'll know. And so I think that that will be a telling sign is what they do with, with Dak's contract because I don't see how you can make any all-in moves if, if, if you just leave him playing in the final year of that deal. True. John Machota from The Athletic here. And you look at the long list of Cowboys free agents, the unrestricted types, how do you prioritize, you know, whether you bring back a Tyron Smith, what do you do with Tyler Biotis? You look at some of the guys on the defensive side of the ball. How? Who are your top four or five on the priority list that the Cowboys have to bring back? I mean, a lot of it depends on what they're looking for. And so when you factor in what that player's probably looking for and what the Cowboys need, I don't see how you look at those 16 un. un uh, restricted free agents and not put Tyron Smith at the top. Uh, for what he brings, I understand that you know you're not going to get 17 games out of him, but I still thought when he was healthy and he was out there, he was playing at a pretty good level, and I don't see him being the type of guy that's going to you're going to have to break the bank to bring back. So he would be very high on that, or he would be number one, no question. Biadish um, could definitely be in that conversation too if he is willing to take a team-friendly deal. If he wants to be you know, one of the higher-paid centers, you're moving on. Um, Stephon Gilmore is a guy that I think if 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 the price is right 
And judging by what he was saying during, uh, you know, Super Bowl week when he was out there with Brandon Cooks, it sounds like he really wants to come back. Him and Cooks are close. Um, if you're able to get that done, then all of a sudden, then you can move Bland back to the inside, and then you, now you got Diggs and Gilmore both on the outside. I mean, that's a that's a really good corner trio. So that would be really intriguing to me. And after that, it's really not. There's really no make or break guys as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think that yeah, if they're willing to take some type of team friendly deal, great. If not, um, you know, move. I mean, because like Dorrance Armstrong is a great example. Would would I like to have Dorrance Armstrong back with a team? Yeah, absolutely. But I could see a team like Washington with Dan Quinn offering him a pretty good chunk of change to come over to Washington. And if you're the Cowboys, are you really paying that when you got to still pay Micah? You know, you, you, Demarcus Lawrence makes a decent percentage of the cap. Uh, you know, you want to see more from Sam Williams. I, I, you know, that's and so with, when you get a guy like Dorrance Armstrong or Dante Fowler, you know, I just see both of them being the types that probably get a little bit more from from Washington and that being better fit for them. So. There's not a, really a lot of guys that you absolutely have to have or, or this thing falls apart. Very true. I tell a lot of people all the time, sometimes the off season is a lot more fun because we're all a better <laughs> exactly. general manager than the guy with the title. Make sure you're subscribing to The Athletic and following John Mashoda on Twitter, at John Mashoda, J-O-N Mashoda, or X, whatever we're calling it these days. John, enjoy the long weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. I'm sure there will be more Cowboys news. Absolutely, guys. Have a good weekend.